0: Welcome to the Catalyst Coaching Podcast. My name is Brad Cooper. I'll be your host today. And we've got a very special event planned for you today. You're probably aware, if you've been watching the wellness coaching industry for long, that it's changed dramatically in the last couple of years. Instead of just being the wild, wild west in terms of certifications, there's now something called the International Consortium for Health and Wellness Coaching. You may want to look that up, ICHWC.org. And this is an organization, nonprofit organization. They don't individually provide a certification, but they accredit programs that allow people to sit for the national board exam. So it's brought a lot of additional credibility to the field, and it's going to continue to do so in the future. Today, we have two coaches joining us who are both certified wellness coaches, and they've gone on to earn their national board certification as wellness coaches. But they don't just have the accreditation. They've actually been asked by the ICHWC to participate in a committee that's developing the questions for the exam. Obviously, they've got confidentiality things. They can't share with you specific questions and those types of things, but they can give you insights into the process, into the background, into the value of the ICHWC, and we're going to talk that through with them today. I think it's going to be something you'll really enjoy. Let me just introduce you to the two of them, and then we'll hear from them. First coach is Susan McGarry. As I mentioned, she's both a certified wellness coach and now a nationally board certified wellness coach. She's an instructor for the Catalyst Coaching Institute and specializes in sleep and coaching tools and techniques. She's also a coach for U.S. Corporate Wellness. She says her passion is about helping others become their best. And what she loves is seeing the ripple effect it has in enhancing not just that individual's life, but the lives that that person then touches. She believes we all have a journey to live that involves both failures and successes, and she's honored to be a part of each of her clients' journeys. Personally, she's married. She's a mother of three children, a competitive cyclist, runner, and tennis player. Our second coach joining us today is Sabrina Little. As I mentioned, Sabrina is also a certified wellness coach and nationally board certified wellness coach, as well as a personal trainer. She's an instructor for a national wellness coach certification organization, and her focus areas are life balance, positive psychology, emotional eating, among others. She's been a professional health and wellness coach for 11 plus years now. Her specialty is finding the root of her clients' challenges and igniting the flames of positive lifestyle change. Sabrina is the mom of two college-age students. She's been married for over 25 years, and in her free time, she enjoys cycling, camping, strength training, hiking, cooking, and reading. She wants to ensure that she is immersing herself in as many activities, health and wellness related activities as possible, so that she can add to those conversations she has with her clients about the various dimensions of wellness. Please join me in welcoming Susan McGarry and Sabrina Little, and let's jump into this interview. So let's start off just by talking about the history of the ICHWC. I've mentioned that in brief. You can take a look at it at ICHWC.org. Sabrina, can you tell us a little bit about what the International Consortium for Health and Wellness Coaching even is, Where, how it came to be, all those types of things?
1: Sure. I'll give you a little insight. The consortium originated, I think, in 2013. They are nonprofit. When they first started, they were called the National Consortium for Credentialing health and wellness coaches. The group is made up of a board of directors. They're all volunteers and they're assisted by a council of advisors. These folks are all people that have been in the industry, I think for at least a couple decades. So when they first started as the national consortium for health and wellness coaches, They raised money to help develop best practices for the health and wellness coach industry. So what they did once they raised that money is they they met with health and wellness coaches in the industry. They came together and they created this job task analysis that actually defined the role of health and wellness coaches. It detailed the tasks, the expected knowledge and skills of health and wellness coaches. Then in 2016, the consortium, I think they changed their title then to uh, International Consortium of Health and Wellness Coaches, and I might refer to them sometimes as ICWIC because when working with them, that is how they have um, talked about themselves and it's easier to say. But anyway, in 2016, ICWIC partnered with the National Board of Medical Examiners. Then they moved forward to create this national board certification process in order to support everything that they did and to validate the standards of the health and wellness coaching industry.
0: Great. So you got into some of the purpose and goals. Susan, can you expand that out for us a little bit? Why were they put in place? Sabrina touched on that. In terms of where they're going with this and some of their purposes and organization and the goals they have for the coming years.
2: Well, I think in the beginning, the main idea to start this was that anyone could call themselves a health coach, even without any education. So that's why they developed the National Consortium for Credentialing Health and Wellness Coaches, or and now it's called ICWIC. And the reason being is is It's very important for people to be able to be effective in what they do. So a competent health and wellness coach will act as a powerful force to facilitate healthy lifestyle changes and improved quality of life. We believe that as people use coaching to build healthier habits, these positive changes will become more spread throughout causing aspects of our world to transform. Also, the mission of ICWIC is to support individuals so that they can improve their health and wellness, which also helps to prevent and manage chronic disease, which makes important health decisions and optimizing their lifestyles to achieve their best possible overall well-being. There's three main approaches with the mission. One is to integrate knowledgeable, skilled, and credentialed professional health and wellness coaches into the healthcare system. We want to do this so that we can facilitate lasting change of mindsets and behaviors to improve health and well-being of individuals. We want to support the integration of basic coaching skills in the practices of health professions so that healthcare providers are better able to catalyze and support engagement in health-enhancing lifestyles. And then we also want to advance, they want to advance a collaborative research agenda based on best practices.
0: Very good. So it's a good thing we got that ICWIC thing thrown out there because we're definitely using that a little bit here, aren't we? So you both talked a little bit about the board certification, why it's important. Sabrina, can anybody take this exam? Can I just walk up and say, well, I think I know my stuff pretty well. Can I just go ahead and take the exam now?
1: No. (laughs) Yay. Luckily not. There are requirements just to sit for the certification exam. You've got to complete coaching training from a consortium-approved program. All those programs are listed on the ICWIC website. You have to have an associate's degree or higher, and you have to have completed a log of 50 health and wellness coaching sessions that were at least 20 minutes in length, and 75% of those have to be considered true coaching versus educational or teaching. So it is, I think that process alone is so important. The fact that not just anyone can sit for it, that they have to demonstrate that they have gone through training from programs that are specifically approved by ICWIC.
0: Very good. Well, let's let's get personal here a little bit. So the two of you were in the first class of people that sat for this exam. You had nobody to build off of. You hadn't heard about anybody that had gone through it. Talk to us a little bit, and Susan, I'll start with you. Why did you put yourself out there? Maybe talk a little bit about your experience with that.
2: Well, first of all, I love health and wellness coaching. I was trained through my company eight years ago and just really fell in love with our opportunity to help people. When I found out about NBC, I was like, "Uh, of course I'm going to do this because it's going to help me become better as a health and wellness coach for my clients to help them continue on their path to better wellness, to a better quality of life. I think it also gives me more credibility when when working with clients, I think it also gives them on the other side a little bit more confidence in where I'm coming from. And and it just and it helps to build better trust and rapport, which is at the crux of what we do as health and wellness coaches. The other thing that I love about being a National Board certified health and wellness coach is I like being part of this community. Iqwick, again, <laughs> has a Facebook page only to those who are certified. That has been a really neat place to go and to read about and hear about what other wellness coaches are doing around the country. And it gives you great ideas and other perspectives, which I love because then again, that can also help me with my clients. In addition to, we have quarterly um, coffee and chats. And that's been really fun because one of them was with Meg Jordan, you know, one of the gurus, and that was really fun to have a question and answer session with her and to hear, you know, that, that there are challenging things that come up in health and wellness coaching and how she deals with them, and that was really fun because it gave you a different perspective they also give you opportunities for business and marketing ideas just again around the country. We're all different. We're all, but we're all on, you know, we're all trying to help others become healthier and happier people.
0: Great. Great. Love it. Sabrina, anything different from Susan or is your story real similar?
1: You know, I've been coaching professionally for over a decade and for, for me, it was really important to just remain a leader in the industry, and by pursuing this national board certification right away, I felt like that showed it, and as Susan said, I got to be able to be a part of this this new community, but I can't really, I can't, I guess, impress enough how important it is to really validate the profession, this taking this certification and, and really supporting this, because... It's so funny. I've been in different groups, and and people ask you, you know, oh, you're a wellness coach. You know, what do you do? Do you sell supplements? It's like, ah, no. And I've actually come across people who try and, you know, they pass themselves off as a wellness coach because they sell a supplement. And I think that's totally doing the industry a disservice because these training programs that are approved through ICWIC, It's not about selling a supplement. It is about really how to be a coach that is a guide and that supports the client. And we get training on how to talk with people, not just educate people not just tell them how to you know please buy my product it is so not that so again it's it's was so important to take this exam and be you know one of the first thousand nationally board certified health and wellness coaches and and like Susan said I just want to be able to have my clients trust me and it is really interesting because I actually have gone out there and marketed myself and when I talk to people I definitely bring up the fact that I'm nationally board certified and I'm talking to people who are physicians and who are physical therapists and their ears perk up you know because they're like oh there is such a thing we didn't know that and so it really does make a difference to describe what I do and to ha- to give myself credibility just by saying yep we have it and I'm one of the one of the the th- only a thousand that's nationally board certified so that's pretty cool.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So we're going to take a step back. When when you two became board certified, you were actually selected by the IC- ICHWC. I almost said ICWIC. Now They've got me saying it. But I understand that you were asked by IQuic to participate in a group that would help fine tune the exam, develop questions going forward for future exams. Now, I know you're under some confidentiality restrictions here, so you can't take a full deep dive with our audience. But any guidance, any insights that you could share in terms of the exam itself? I'm going to ask in a few minutes about general tips for coaches, people thinking about becoming a coach. But in terms of the exam itself, the preparation, any other considerations, do you have any guidance to give us out there?
2: well, I, I guess I have some insight and then maybe some guidance. I think it's the the things that struck me just by being a part of of the group and is that, first of all, like Sabrina said earlier, uh, this has been a process creating the national award certification. I was looking at something the other day. It was over twenty years of research, just putting everything together and it coming coming to fruition. You know, I think. The main things that jump out to me are that with the job task analysis, which which has been a process of coming up with what we do as health and wellness coaches, there are four domains of that, and it's all on the ICHWC website. And then the objectives that go with each, it's very important that you understand exactly what all of that means. For example, you know, you're looking at coaching structure, coaching process, health and wellness, and ethics. The reason those are so important is because that is is what we do, and that is what helps us to have that credibility because people think oh it's just talking about as before you know selling products but what we do is we get into the human part of what it's like to make change and why it's so important to build a healthy life so so i guess the questions and the test they're they're built off of obviously the task analysis and the four domains. The other interesting thing that, that I'd like to bring to light is the National Board of Medical Examiners developed this exam for health and wellness coaches. And, you know, they they give exams to doctors and medical professionals. And when they were looking at what they were going to do next, and I believe it was about ten years ago, they noticed that they had a hole in the prevention piece like where are we going to really work on helping to prevent disease chronic diseases and and then and they thought through it, and it was the health and wellness coaches where they looked to to say, okay, well, this is a field that can help us with this, and it's important that we do legitimize this, and we have an exam, and then the job task analysis, and, and so forth and so on. But I was very impressed by the national board when they talked about that. I was excited, too, being a health and wellness coach, that they find what we do is so incredibly important. It does need to be credentialed. It needs, it needs to be standardized so that there are expectations
0: very helpful Sabrina any other tips just in terms of the ICHWC preparation and getting ready because that's got to be kind of intimidating you guys both talked about how credentialed it is what's gone into it the history the background so there's a lot to this test so any other helpful words you can provide folks that are thinking yeah I, I think I'd like to try to pursue this thing
1: Yeah, I have some things I'd love to share. First, a little bit more about the process. When Susan and I went and helped create future exam questions, we actually spent the first part of the meeting being trained on how to write excellent exam questions by the National Board of Medical Examiners. This was actually really neat. We learned how to avoid writing questions that people who are just good test takers can answer correctly without knowing the actual information. So for all of you that might be thinking, oh, this, this test going to be a piece of cake. It's not. <laughs> it was extremely rigorous and complex training. And, you know, once we created those questions, we actually edit, edited all the questions in a separate process. So we created a bunch of questions and then we went through in a separate meeting and edited them because we actually had to make sure that the questions for the exam were specific to the information that was provided in the content outline, which is right on the International Consortium of Health and Wellness Coaches website. So it's really important for those of you that are considering taking this exam to A, know that it's a, it's a really professionally done exam. It is not an easy exam. And it is really important you know if you go through that outline and feel like you know everything then you're probably going to do pretty well but also realize that you are taking this exam from the standpoint of a health and wellness coach so a lot of people they have other uh, something else in your background you might be a physical therapist you might be a, a registered nurse and you're wanting to add this to your list of certifications just know that this exam is it is geared towards being a health and wellness coach. And that is very different than being a physical therapist or being a nurse. And as long as you really follow the guidelines and you get your training from a approved training program and you look at that outline and think you know it really well, then you're gonna do great.
0: Excellent, really good distinction of the difference between the, the hat that you wear coming into this exam compared to some other background that you might bring to the table. So thanks both of you okay so we're going to take a little step back here and and we're going to take the ICHWC and set it to the side and let everybody breathe for a minute I just want to tap into your brains a little bit about general tips or suggestions for individuals who are either thinking about the wellness coaching thing maybe this is a, a route they want to go in their career and or they are certified already and they're trying to figure out how to get better at it so I'll throw that out there and we may do a little back and forth with this one
2: Okay. Well, first, the first step is to find an ICWIC, an ICHWC-approved program, um, health and wellness coaching certification program. There are lots out there. Catalyst Coaching Institute is one. There are, you know, universities. Duke has one. Their integrative medicine program, there's one in Minnesota, there's Vanderbilt. I mean, there are all kinds of different programs So first, I would find one that is approved, and you can find that on the ICWIC website. Then, you know, once you're in a program, my next thing would be just to practice as much as possible with just the coaching and following the different tools and techniques and interviewing processes that we do. When you are taking um, the exam, another thing to keep in mind is that it is scenario-based. And so I think that the way that we learn is by practice and, of course, trial and error. You're going to find you might try to apply different things on the job task analysis, and it may be difficult. With a teaching background, I always say that we're working with people not widgets. (laughs) And so it's going to look different with every single client. And I would say, so that's why practice is so important because you have to get a feel for how different people respond, how you might respond to different people and so forth and so on. So those are my suggestions.
0: Excellent. Sabrina, any other tips to throw out for people either thinking about this would be a cool career or folks that are in it that might be looking for a boost?
1: Sure. It really is important that if you're interested in in pursuing health and wellness coaching as a career, that you really get familiar with the ICHWC website. There are so many programs that are listed, and we know that you are all different and individual, so you really want to make sure that you pick a training program that's, that's right for you within your situation, just depending on your goals. And honestly, I would recommend doing this sooner rather than later. Right now, this process, we didn't even touch on this, but the process is considered a transition phase. This is happening, this transition phase is what happens prior to what will be considered the permanent phase. Because Susan and I both work for Catalyst, we know that the permanent phase will require many, many more hours of training. I think it might almost be double of what is required currently. If you are considering doing this, I definitely... I'm encouraging you to do it now (laughs) do it soon coaches that are interested in completing the requirements during this transition phase they actually have to have all the requirements completed by october 30th of 2020 and if you look at the website the health and wellness coach certification exam it is only offered during specific times so this is not something that is offered every day all year long there are definite windows there is only one exam offered in 2019 and the period is June, and requirements have to be in by March 15th of 2019. And right now there's only one offered in February 2020. All that I want you all to know is that, again, this process, this is is new, and I would get on it now if you're thinking about it, and just understand that it might be harder (laughs) to do a few years from now.
0: So let me throw one more question out there, building on what you just talked about. Beyond the ICHWC, any tips for that person who's thinking about this coaching thing? Just any, and we're going to have a future podcast on what it's like to be a coach and all the positives and some case studies and that kind of thing. But, but just in brief, any kind of putting your arm around their shoulder and saying, Here, here's a little nugget for you that might help you make the right decision or choose not to do it or kind of why you got into it, that type of thing.
2: Good question. Health and wellness coaching is it's different <laughs> from other other things, other fields, other opportunities we have to help people. One analogy that I read was talking about how what we do as a health and wellness coach is we're sitting in the passenger seat in a car with our client who's sitting who's driving. So, if you're one of those people who like to listen, if you enjoy supporting, if you are non judgmental, <laughs> you've got to be in a place where you want to listen very objectively to your clients. You have to know the tools such as summarizing and reflecting, all these other different things that you will get from being in a program, an accredited program, but you really have to take yourself out of it and let the client drive what they want to do to change. Because we, you know, as a health and wellness coach, we don't tell people what to do. We help them explore and figure out what they can do in their lives. And it looks very different for each person if you're the type of person who likes to to prescribe or say you need to do a b and c then health and wellness coaching is not going to be for you because to help a person change they have to be invested we cannot do it for them And so again, it's one of those jobs where you really have to listen, you have to empathize, you have to care, you have to be non-judgmental, and you have to take every single person where they are today. And that, I think, is where the magic happens, because then they feel we help to empower them to feel that they can make this change in their lives
0: outstanding mm-hmm. outstanding it's, it's funny as you were talking i was thinking about we have a lot of clinicians go through the catalyst coaching institute program and they're coming from a setting where that's what they do they're supposed to be the expert the person walks in you know an example of a physical therapist you evaluate and treat and you're supposed to give the answer and they come through the wellness training program and they go oh wow, and all, it's like they have these deer in the headlights like, wow, my treatments are going to be so much better now because I can still be an expert, but I can draw in. I love that passenger seat analogy. Uh, so good. So, so good. Sabrina, any other closing thoughts with this?
1: Yeah, I really think that the future of good health care is to focus on the preventive nature of it. With health and wellness coaching, you know, we're really trying to help people prevent problems a lot of times. And I also think that being a health and wellness coach, if you're, if you're interested at all in helping people change the word change, then, you know, consider being a health and wellness coach, because we just talked about, if you're a medical professional, you're used to giving information, providing information, right? And you, and then you send your client patient out the door and you say, I gave you this information, do it. Okay. So then your patient is like, whoa uh okay i know what i'm supposed to do but how do i do it well wellness coaches like they just we close the gap so we close that gap between the person's given information and how do they make it happen and we're the person that helps so if you are a person that is really interested in helping somebody pursue change change their lifestyle then this is for you
0: Love it. Love it. I mean, just think about that gap between information and application. That's where the living is, right? So good. You too? I appreciate it. It's great stuff, great information, and I'm sure we're going to get some good feedback on it. So thanks for joining us. Wow. How was that? So great summary, and it builds on our introductory podcast that we kicked this whole thing off with. Both Susan and Sabrina talked about the idea of competence and credibility. They talked about this concept of they want their clients to trust them. And this idea of a national board certification that's credentialed from the outside, it's a big deal. So again, in terms of your takeaways... You've got a lot of information in here about the ICHWC. If you want to go to their website, it's ICHWC.org. stands for the International Consortium for Health and Wellness Coaching. And if you have any questions about our certification, we'd obviously love you to keep us in mind. It's CatalystCoachingInstitute.com. CatalystCoachingInstitute.com. And, and even if you don't choose to go with us, we're happy to answer any questions and, and walk you through that. So... Uh, again, a lot of good stuff. Maybe one that you want to listen to a couple times through. A huge thanks to Sabrina Little and Susan McGarry. They just a, what a wonderful job and just full of information. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time.